This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. It is me, your illustrious host, Kyle. Yes. I am here in internet land with Jesse. I am here also. And the ever so far away Jimmy. Hello. And today we would like to talk to you about alchemy. 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 But, Jimmy, uh, it's so great to have you back. Yeah, yeah sorry for being MIA for the last couple of weeks, guys. It was uh, been real bad, but I'm glad to be back. You do what you got to do. Thanks, yeah, buddy. man, I'm happy to have you. Happy to have your insight. Yeah, it wasn't that good anyways, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, back to the bad podcast. Okay. <laughs> that well, that is it? actually the most frustrating part because I think the views have actually gone up since I've been gone. Like, if you look at That's... the whole time I was in Shanghai and these last two weeks, it's like, oh, okay, so there's the controlled experiment. It is me. <laughs> oh, categorically untrue. There are just as many people, all two of them, listening to this podcast that there were before you left. Okay, well, good. That's glad. Not good. How was your New Year's, Jimmy? <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, I, I worked. I worked it, but it was good. I worked for it. But it Jesse, was, were it was you fun. able to get out of get out of working it? Yeah, I had four days wow. off for New Year. Whoa, yeah, nice. that is uh, unheard of. It was great. Our coworkers that listen to this, because that is our two listeners, they will think that is awesome. Yep. Or the or the <laughs> hate you. I'm not sure which. Actually, <laughs> sure they'll they will not be envious at all. Uh, I could have used your help, Thetan, for sure. Mm. I'm sure it went off without a hitch. I I was happy with everybody that was there running it. Yeah, it went it went fine. It was fine. There just were a couple of things where it's like I could have used a little bit more brain power. So, (laughs) well, you Uh, never know. uh, So, Jesse, you had the night off. I had the night off, and poor Jimmy was stuck at work. That's okay, though. I mean, that's kind of that's in the trenches. Yeah. Somebody's got to be there. That's, That's right. true. So, Jimmy, did you make any New Year's resolutions, like uh, something along the lines of uh, don't work next New Year's? Uh, that would be nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I made a few. I, I tend not to make, uh, like, resolutions. I tend to do more. I did it with my cousin a lot, which was this thing we used to do, which is we do challenges. We don't do – we, like, put 100 bucks in the pot, and I say, like, I challenge you to, like, not eat a certain amount of sugar per day and then he challenges me to like you need to work out three times a week and whoever loses first loses the hundred bucks so oh. we've done that for the last couple of years and i think challenges work a little bit better than resolutions because there's like something on the line would you would you care to share this year's challenge then i haven't i haven't really because i don't have a challenge partner right now so i haven't really made one yet what i would i would like to get back into uh into working out again because I've, I've, I've since coming back to the, the motherland I have gained a little bit of weight because I like the food here a lot more <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd like to get back in I'd like to get back in shape which should be nice uh, right and uh, kind of going along with that I think I would like to be a lot more just healthy like I, I since I've uh, I've been let's see how long has it been? I'm back. I think it's six months now. I think January was six months, or January 9th will be six months. I think I've been I've been sober for six months now. So, oh wow! Congratulations! Uh, thank you, thank you. 
it's not oh, it's funny i've been i've run into a few people that have been sober for like 20 years so like my six months doesn't seem that cool <laughs> but uh i'm i'm really happy about it i never thought it would be possible to do something like that so i'm really happy and i feel a lot healthier and i feel a lot better so i kind of want mm-hmm. to continue making better healthy choices that do that so i'm kind of want to start limiting the amount of sugar i take in per day um just because there's just a lot of added sugar and stuff so i kind of want to maybe not necessarily eliminate it because it's really hard to and also there's a reason why people eat donuts is because they're good they're like treat yourself <laughs> treat yourself uh, what about you? What about you, Jesse? Did you uh, make any resolutions that you're going to break? No, I didn't make any this time. I actually never. I never really do. Interesting. Why is that's that? so unlike yeah. you. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I that you seem like the type of person that's like this is obvious. Everybody agrees this is a stupid thing to do. Everybody agrees that this particular thing doesn't work. I'm not even going to bother. That's oh. I see. Yeah. Like New, yeah. New Year's resolutions. You know they don't work. Why go through the facade? The charade. Why yeah. go through the charade? Yeah. Are you no, not that type I, of person? I, I, am I am I misperceiving you? I guess I yeah, that sort of describes me. It's not a bad thing. I'm not I, I don't mean it to sound negatively. <clears throat> I guess yeah. If I was gonna change something about me. I would just I would just do it when I thought of it. You wouldn't it. wait for yeah, you wouldn't wait for January first. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's 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 what I think you are. That's who I think you are. Alright. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Myself is congruent. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I on the other hand, I make resolutions on January tenth. Mm. I know, I'm one of those people. I just gotta wait a week, you know. Gotta right. let the new so, the new year settle. Gotta see what that kind makes of year sense, it's you be. gotta get rid of all that Christmas food that's hanging around. That's very oh, true. I'm Christmas still getting rid of it. And candy. I'm making a good effort. It's it's hard work, gentlemen, but I am up for the challenge. You gotta you gotta get yeah, and, and I don't mean throw it away. I mean no 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 no. I mean I would hate to throw that away. It's yeah. what a waste, right? Can't be wasteful. Use it. Use use it. it. Lose it. Yeah right. That's I'm gonna use it and then lose it. It's gonna be freaking uh-huh. great. Best of uh, both worlds. I will say this though, the one thing I did, I did this a couple of years ago uh, where I like did a social media fast and I just stayed off of mostly Facebook but pretty much everything for, uh, let, let's call it like really petty social media because I, I was on Quora like I always am, mm-hmm. uh, reading those answers and questions because I think those are, I think that's a far more intelligent conversation than anybody's going to have anywhere else on the internet um, mm-hmm. as far as like two-way communication. Um but I, I was off Facebook for the last seven days because it is January 7th when we're recording this. Mm. Um, and it, it was mostly what solidified it for me was uh, there's a video cycling around or there was a video cycling around a week ago. Um, it's like 15 minutes long and it was the first explanation I'd heard about what is really wrong with millennials. That oh my didn't God, blame. I was just going to talk about that video right now. So it's so good. It That's was so great. good because it's the first video. It's the first explanation I've seen at all that is from a member that is close enough to the generation to actually understand, isn't blaming the millennial generation for their actions entirely, but isn't absolving them of guilt, and then isn't blaming the older generation entirely, uh, but also isn't absolving them of guilt either. It's very. It's a very interesting video. It's 15 minutes long, so a lot of people like skip it, but I was compelled by the amount of people and the the type of people that were posting it and saying, you got to watch it all the way through. 
that I watched it all the way through, and it was there. They cited sources as well to some studies that have been done regarding uh, dopamine release in mm-hmm. in like in users who like use social media, uh, and uh, like how uh, like how you can parallel that to like uh, alcohol and drug use, recreational drug use, and that we have age limits for things like that that release dopamine and get you addicted uh, chemically to to them, but we, we have zero age limits or zero enforceable age limits on social media, which releases the almost identical amount of dopamine. Really? Yeah, it was a very, very interesting video that, uh, I mean, like, I'll, I'll probably repost it to our Facebook page because it's like, it's that interesting of a, of a, I don't know, an explanation. But uh, it's, you know, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't blame any one group and it doesn't, release blame from any group which is nice like that's the way it should be in my opinion yeah no that that guy i think you say his name simon sinek i think is his name yeah that that guy is awesome he has a, a i think i don't know if it's a couple he's got one really good uh uh i know not everyone likes him but like i like a few of them like he's got one really good ted talk yep about like well, what i've seen that crew yeah, what makes companies like really, really like what people buy into, and like how that whole evolution of like becoming an adopter of a product, and like, how all that works. And he's he's when I saw him, I didn't even know what the video was about, but when I saw him talking, I was like, ooh, I want to see what else he has to say. And he that video is just a really good kind of eye opener, I think. And I I would be, I mean, I'm definitely within the millennial range, I would say, especially because uh, yeah. He, Square yeah. in the middle of it, in fact. Right. So, like, there's... And actually, there's other... I, I actually get... I'm usually the first person to get really defensive about it because I kind of don't like... Uh, I kind of tell... I don't like people constantly, like, saying horrible things about a generation. I think it's a... To be... Not to get on a soapbox really quick, but, like, I do think it's a form of prejudice that goes really unchecked where it's, like, not ageism, but I guess that's what you could call it. Where it's you immediately label, <laughs> where you like label like a generation for being something. I think is really kind of silly, uh, but you know I'm a dumb millennial, so what do I know? But <laughs> right, like, but that's I mean that's part of what you're trying to buck and why you get so angry about it, though, is because it's like people are automatically writing off any response you have to anything as like, well, you're just a uh, bitter millennial and you don't you're not allowed to have a valid opinion because you're a millennial and. Everybody gave you participation trophies, and you died of dysentery on the Oregon Trail. Like yeah. nobody, like everybody just invalidates everything you have to say because of your age, and it's like that's just as bad as what you guys accuse us—the old people accuse us of—by calling them old people. So, yeah, and and that's something too that I have to like try not to. Like I I have to stop myself every now and then because my instant response is you're just a dumb old person. Like whenever right. whenever they tell me I'm a dumb young person, I just go, well, you're just a stupid old person, so that's fine. Uh, right. I don't know, but yeah, no. Simon is great, and what you're saying about the whole dopamine release about social networks is it, that that was that was awesome. I love I loved everything you talked about that. Yeah, it's a great video. I'll, I'll repost it. I'll definitely repost it just because. The science, the science he talks about is, is I believe, is sound, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think it's a good explanation, it, just in general. But anyway, so okay, Jesse, being that you wrote this definition down, I'm going to let you read it. But uh, 
what is alchemy? Because I've always understood it as something that is not this definition entirely. Not entirely this definition. Where did I write that? <clears throat> in, the, in the Evernote, man. In the Evernote, I'm, I'm looking for it. I think it's, it's a full definition, eight minute. No, no, no. It's, it's at the very top. What is alchemy? Oh, the very oh, top. There it is. Before we can start to determine it, what, wait. Before, oh, is alchemy possible? I think I was answering the question. Is alchemy oh. possible? Before we can start to determine if it is possible, uh, yeah, I was expecting to be set up differently for this. Sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I should have spelled all the whole thing out. That's all right. My bad. Okay, well, fine. I'll give you my definition. My definition that I've always known because I had a teacher. My here's a short backstory. I had a teacher my sophomore year, literature teacher, awesome, probably best teacher I ever had. Uh, decided to have us read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and uh, and in in such we had to he had to give us the the basis of the he had to give us the basis of what the background of the story was. And therefore, we had to define alchemy as the transmutation of base metals into gold. That was the definition we were given. Right. And that, so, I think, is what most people think. Okay. Which is cool. Which is totally fine. But there's... Is that, uh, we'll is that the definition it. as you know it? Uh, that's the one I've always heard. But, but since doing research, I've come to a slightly different understanding. Ah, as did I. Okay. Let's, let's dig into it then. What it would like? Where? What, what is alchemy? What's the old? Like, what is the oldest possible uh, knowledge we have of an alchemist or alchemy in general? Hermes, Hermes, tra- where? Where did I have this written down? Trismegistus. Okay. Get zoom tight. I think so. It means the thrice great Hermes. <clears throat> so, the, so wait, the thing, like, what, the like, was, where are we uh, talking about? Like, in, in like, Egypt, uh, he was in Egypt, in Alexandria, a- ancient Egypt, Interesting. Uh, 1900 BC. Crazy, reputed to have lived about 1900 BC. Ah, okay. So the thing was, if I understand it right, uh, some of the Greeks. So he was Egyptian, but some of the Greeks uh, started starting noticing that he was really good at a lot of like making you know metallurgy and and uh, medicine and different things like that and he had written some texts about about what we call now alchemy but then i think was just like the science that they knew but it seemed like magic to the greeks so they called him hermes because hermes was their god who was the messenger of the gods mm-hmm but they they called him Hermes Trismegistus because he was the thrice great. That means three times great. So great, great, great Hermes. And uh, I guess they're saying he's better than the god Hermes. Wow, jeez, man. <clears throat> so pretty, pretty high praise. But he wrote okay, so that, Hermes wrote like the Emerald Tablet, which I, you see it, you see all the time referenced in alchemical texts as being like the the prime document of uh, of alchemy. 
so that's the that's the ancient beginnings and origins of it. What uh, like I mean, it's it's morphed, or at least the the al- the, the definitions I found of alchemy uh, as I was looking it up. It it sounds like it has grown to mean other things throughout history. It, like I mean, it's obviously expanded. Have you have you? I mean, did you come did you come across anything? Like I, I, know like, what I, I came across. Okay, so yeah, we'll just, we'll just show all the cards here. So I like it, I've always traditionally thought of of alchemy the same way. One of the articles you had found like actually says exactly what my preconceived notion was, which was okay. Um, Oh man, I just saw it a second ago. Oh, here you go. Uh, Alchemy calls up a picture of a medieval and slightly sinister laboratory in which an aged black-robed wizard broods over crucibles. Of course, and like that—that's completely what I think of every time. Is I—I've always related alchemy to chemistry, right? um, And just like to like weird sciencey type stuff, which I guess isn't totally untrue. What, um, like what? But like what I found has grown into is it's also like. It's also like medical. It's not just uh, it's not just like a chemistry thing. It's like also there's a there's a bunch of like medicinal science that that, mm-hmm. that it's kind of grown into, um, as well as some like spiritual beliefs. As like I mean, is that did you find anything along those lines, or am I just like looking at weird quack science? No, you're right. So yeah, the, um, the there's this great little blurb that I, I stumbled across, and I it doesn't even say. Anything other than rsc.org? Oh, uh, RSC is the Royal Science something commission. Cent- I don't center. Know. I don't remember. Chemistry Royals. Oh, I don't know. Let me follow it real quick. Here, let's see what it says. We're going down the rabbit it hole. <laughs> It, it is interesting on how alchemy oh. has like many many different like because I've always understood it as ah. Royal Society of Chemistry. Go ahead, Jimmy. Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. I mean, it, I've always it's interesting to what Kyle's saying because I've always understood it as um, I don't remember what story it was, but I remember hearing like a story of somebody trying to find figure out how to turn things into gold because that's the original. For what I understand, like that's the first thing I ever heard about it was. Alchemy is the is is the ability or the study of how to completely transform other metals into gold. So the yeah. one that I've always heard is turning lead into gold. That's the big thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then, that's that's a that's a sound meaning. That's probably where we we should have started because that's I think definitely what most people. That's as far as. As as most people know, the colloquial knowledge of alchemy is, yeah. is that. But see, but like I, I don't, I don't. So people aren't aware of like the different definitions of alchemy because like I, your research, ob- very obviously based on like what's in the Evernote, turned up the same thing that I did, which is that there is a, um, an almost like, I mean it's it's been brought back up again because of a particular movie series, but. There's there's been like um how would you describe it like I don't know an old tale of the creation of something called the philosopher's stone mm-hmm. which is like um I don't know Jesse you just you found more research about that so you define what that is so the yeah the philosopher's stone is something 
that I didn't do as much research on as I as, as I, it appears you did. <laughs> looks, yeah, I've like set you up in a horrible way. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one. I've done some research on this one. Do it. Oh, Go for it. See it. All right. So basically, the Philosopher's Stone goes hand in hand with like, and this is this is the part of the story that I didn't know about, so I started reading more things, and it's uh. The Philosopher's Stone goes hand in hand with like the universal elixir. Does this sound familiar to you guys? Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically, the Philosopher's Stone is this universal elixir. And so, what alchemy? I guess the the full definition of the alchemy that everyone knows is transforming something into this universal elixir, then transforming this universal elixir into gold. And that that three part series is what we know as the as the as the common uh, alchemy so what i understand alchemy as is just trans is taking a completely solid physical object and turning it into a different physical object like just trans trans transmutation there you go transmutation into a completely separate object so alchemy is not limited to just metals even though that's what it's that's what it started off as. There's there's many things trying to turn a shoe into a ball. That can be considered alchemy as well. But the more common way that we're knowing it is is through metals and through the story of trying to turn lead into this universal elixir or using this universal elixir to uh, to turn into a different substance. Like Kyle was saying in the medical world, there are a handful of people that look at like stem cells as like the universal elixir to do other things in like right. medical alchemy. Like we'll take an ear and use stem cells and turn it into a foot. And that is, I mean, that's, is that similar to some of the stuff you were finding, Kyle? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, I think that's the best well-rounded description for, if you were going to encompass what alchemy is like over all of history, I think that's what it is. It's it's like the definition I always learned was it's the transmutation of other metals into gold, but mm-hmm. really it's it's the transmutation of anything into a more valuable substance, I think. I think that that's probably cuz like and that's why we've always associated it with crackpots and like quack doctors <laughs> is because it's like they're, you know, like the story of Frankenstein trying to create like a a, a life from nothing. Mm-hmm something more valuable than, than the materials that you're using to do it. Um, or like trying to make gold out of like, out of steel or, you know, whatever, like take it, or trying to make like a, uh, the knowledge, the knowing stone out of that or extending life. That's another one. It's another use I found of it. It's, I mean, it's just really interesting. And it does, I mean, it does go back really far. Like the Egyptians weren't the only ones that like alchemy is very present in, um, I, like I think that that's like the Egyptian ancient Egyptian culture. I think in Western cultures is far more studied at younger ages, uh, more ubiquitous, if you will, than uh, than the Eastern cultures are. Although nowadays the Eastern cultures are studied not not nearly as much with as much focus as like Egyptian history and Greek history, but it's being studied more at a younger age in Western culture. But uh, apparently the Chinese had just as much to do with alchemy in, like, old ages. Not as early as the Egyptians, obviously, but, like, they had just as much to do with it as any, anybody in the Western world. And, yeah, there's and, the, much in, more, and the Indians, too. Much more <laughs> medicinal. Right, which is why, where I think that, like, as that's become more accepting, more acceptable to, like, you know, 
I, I mean, we were just talking about this offline. Like, go to naturopath doctors, and it's not you're not considered a crackpot as much anymore when you do that. Or to like, I don't know, take up really ancient diets where all you eat is meat. Uh, and you know, like those things aren't as like socially unsound as they as they used to be. Even when we were kids, like those kinds of things, you get make you'd get made fun of if you drank like ginseng when you were a kid or something. Yeah, like that. You were your parents are crazy for giving you that. Like, you know, unless it was a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now, it's far more accepted, and I think it's because it's more accepted. Like, we're wanting to know what the roots of that are, and so we're finding, oh, like. You know, the, the Chinese considered the alchemists to be these, like, medicinal doctors, and it was far less crackpot to them than it, than it was to, like, the history we have of it. I mean, unless my perception's way off. Like, that's, that's kind of how I would, I've been taking it. I don't know. I would... <clears throat> like, a lot happened there. <laughs> um, I would kind of... I would take issue with the, with the definition of as broad as turning anything into anything else. No, I think it's I not, think it's it, not anything into anything else. It's anything into something more valuable than the, the materials yeah. you're using. No, I, I wouldn't. Think. No, I don't, I don't think, I think it's it, it. I would restrict it to metals and, and trying to become gold. But well, I think, I think, and specifically I think the idea yeah. of turning metals into other metals. And if you could do that, why wouldn't you turn things into gold? Is a, I think mm-hmm. is yeah, the most valuable substance. I mean, I like, you go, can turn go with that. into tin, but, I mean, if you can turn it into tin, why couldn't you turn it into gold? And then that's what, you know, gold's more, I think it's, uh, I don't know, in the, in, I don't even know where that story started, honestly, but, like, that, to me, sounds like a story. It sounds like, we should turn it into gold, because, like, why would you make, you know, foil <laughs> if you could take See, one something of things- like that, so... I watched. I saw this in a in a documentary. That guy was doing a lecture, and I thought it it, it made sense. But I don't. I don't actually have it as a printed source here, and I couldn't find anybody who'd written something like that down. So I don't remember exactly the process. But he kind of spells it out the the chemistry that would have been involved in making brass. Mm-hmm. And he says okay. that uh, this guy says that he thinks that's what the Egyptians were doing because they've also they have found a lot of brass. In, in Egypt, in uh, like the pyramids and stuff, mm-hmm. and brass, you know, coating or uh, kind of a gold, gold leaf or or gold plated or brass plated, so that things look like gold. Things that weren't gold look like gold. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that maybe Europeans saw that, or the Greeks saw that, and, and thought that, oh, they're turning that into gold. Oh. But really, they were just oh. making it look like gold. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. But still, I mean, they were still using processes to make brass that the Greeks didn't know and, and that other cultures around that time didn't know about. So they did kind of start, you know, something, some manipulation of, of uh, elements that was way ahead of their time or ahead of the rest of the cultures at that time. But maybe they weren't actually... Because it doesn't seem, from the Egyptian stuff that I looked into, it doesn't seem like they were doing, or thought they were doing anything mystical. It was just the science that they knew. It was just as far as they had gotten. And if we, if somebody from 100 years ago saw the technology that we have now, they would think, magic. Well, that's magic. How does that even work? I mean, that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people now think about the internet, or the right. way that, that devices work. Oh, I don't know how that works. It's just magic. It just works. Yeah. 
magic occurs here. Yeah, and then you kind of look at the people who make it work as magicians. Well, there's that old quote about like if re- like really good technology that's developed is uh, indistinguishable from magic. I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta find the actual quote. It's way way more articulate than that. Yes, you find that's it, but I, I get the sentiment, and that is I think that's exactly right. And well, I, that's I wonder if about. that's how. It sounds, it sounds really Clark. lame, but I really, really like that line from, I think it's the Avengers movie, when Thor's talking, and he's talking about, like, oh, yeah, well, in my world, magic and science are one and the same. I'm like, oh, yeah, eh, that's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's Arthur C., it's an Arthur C. Clarke quote, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's there great. you have it. Sorry about that. No, that's that's spot on. It's that's exactly great. right. He has so, three laws. Uh, Arthur Clarke does. Oh, that's that's only one of them. That's that's interesting. I was I was unaware. This is this is going to turn into a tangent, so I'm not going to bring it up. I, I'm, well, I'm not going to no. say. You can't. Oh, come on, you can't dangle. You can't it do there. that. Come on, just tell us. And yet, and yet I have. <laughs> what are the three laws? Okay, when a distinguished but elderly scientist states that something is possible, he is almost certainly right. When he states that something is impossible, he is very probably wrong. Number two, the only way of discovering the limits of the possible is to venture a little way past them into the impossible. Number three, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Yeah. Those are the three laws. So there's a a proposed fourth law, because Wikipedia has to give you more information than you really need. Mm -hmm. So the, the proposed fourth law is for every expert, there's an equal and opposite expert. What is that? Did you say the distinguished but elderly scientist states that something is possible? (laughs) He is almost certainly right. But when he states that something is impossible, he is very probably wrong. Yes, it is exactly like it sounds. That is exactly. Yes, you read it back to me as if. You said it back to me as if you were reading it. Uh, Yeah, I have a memory like that. No, I have the (laughs) internet in front of me also. Oh, I see how you are. I wonder if it almost sounds like he's talking about someone specific, a distinguished but elderly scientist. I think he's talking about himself. It's semi-self-deprecating is what he's it is. A, he's a science fiction writer, though. He's not That's a true. scientist. Maybe these, are laws for, maybe these are laws for science fiction and not actual laws. Oh, hang on. Let's see. Clark, they just call it Clark's Three Laws. That's all. It doesn't say laws of what. I don't. You know, this, I told you this was a tangent. You're, you, can, uh, you can think of a lot of distinguished but elderly scientists saying things that are opposing. Poppycock? Poppycock. Well, I mean, maybe they are. Maybe one of them is, but like, you know, butting heads in real life. But if you had a distinguished <laughs> but elderly scientist in your story then he would almost uh, certainly be right. Yes, but when he states that something's impossible, he's very probably wrong. I mean, that does right. make for better liter- literary... It, yeah, in science fiction, things have to be oh, possible. I mean, or in okay. life, things can be possible, too. <laughs> I can't wait to be distinguished but elderly, although I may never <laughs> be a scientist. Wait, why does it have to be but elderly? Like why? Why can't it just be a distinguished scientist? This is that ageism again. 
Ugh, ageism. It's because we're millennials, that's the problem. You're not a millennial, though. Yes, I am. Technically a millennial. From yes, we're just what I like. I read. A, I read an interesting. I read an interesting, albeit like, I mean, not a credible source, about how like people can't seem to name the first part of the millennial generation because like my age group, mine and Jesse's like birth year ends up either getting lumped in with Gen X or the millennials. There's no in between, but we're we are I think very not a part of either. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. your own thing. We're the we are because like we were you tend one more one way than another more but it yes, is kind I of agree. A, it's a gray area it it yes that i mean like I, like it basically the example that this i'm not even going to call it an article cuz it's not reputable but they, the the example that this particular site was giving was that like well gen xers were like adults when the internet was a thing we were you know teenagers for the most part um, like kind of on the verge of adulthood, and then Jimmy, you were born at the time when the internet was there, and you you don't know anything. You don't know life without a computer. We sort of know life without a computer, but we know yeah. how to use them. And the Gen Xers didn't even like touch one until they were an adult. So it's I, like we're somewhere between the two, and it's yet yet we're identified with one or the other. It's very odd. I don't know. I mean, I would I would look at the definition of when personal handheld devices became like everywhere like I, I remember when I was in high school we didn't we didn't have we didn't have the iPhone yet because the iPhone had come out yet it came out like everybody had year. phones though right but everybody had phones but like Personal if you were to look at your device. like not your but you guys didn't have phones right did you guys even have pagers because no one yes. had pagers right not in high school that's the only thing I had with a pager I did I had a phone in college, but not till then. I had. I actually. I was one of the. I was one of the very strange kids that had a cell phone in high school. Um, but I had a pager. I had a pager from like junior high on. Hmm. Yeah. It, like I mean, I'm not saying. Like I said, it's not that there's not cross, not crossover, but like there's just some. There's some very distinct differences. I think. Like, I, I very much agree with that website, not article. It's not an article, not reputable. <laughs> right. It was like what it was. It was clickbait. It was one of those like, you see, this is what happens when you're at work and you have to wait for sound check for somebody and they don't show up till three hours later and you got nothing to do. Yeah, Fine. clickbait gets you. Yes, it was like ten thing, ten reasons why '80s kids are different than the rest of the millennial. It was stupid. I'll post it because it's so stupid. Anyway, yeah. see that was a look at that tangent right there. You Let's guys. transmutate this it. conversation back back to alchemy, something more right. useful. See, definition works. Look at that. Ah, perfect. Okay, so wait, Je- Jess, you have something weird here that says "stuff they don't want you to know." Episode. Uh-huh. Please tell me how that relates to what we're talking about. We're, sounds we're like the, <laughs> sounds like the kind of conspiracy theory that I like. Am I looking at the same outline you are? I don't know. This one says. This one says Western Pharma buying up Chinese medicine makers. Yeah. Please, please tell me what that's about. I remember about. seeing that. Oh, yeah, there, 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 there. I just didn't, I didn't bracket it like I did the other sources. Oh. Snap. Oh, yeah. snap. So there's a, there's this thing. You know, do you know the stuff you should know? They do a yes. podcast and a little, little other little stuff, and it's a website. And there, so there's a little video series and podcast too, I think stuff they don't want you to know and it's all it is 
exactly what it sounds like. It's conspiracy. I don't know. I don't know fun. It's like, yeah. It's I think just, conspiracy theories are so much fun. I think they're so they much are, fun. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like this is like every conspiracy theory in you know each in seven minutes, and they just kind of they they poke the bear and they go, wow, what about? What? Who did shoot Robert F. Kennedy? Oh, you know, maybe it was. Maybe there was somebody on. The... Okay, bye. That's all. It, what? <laughs> it's not okay, man. Yeah, that's what they do. That's At least in the okay. videos. So this was a. This one was well. Chinese uh, alchemy is way older than Western alchemy, and they had it. They had it all figured out, and they. Maybe they had, you know, the the cure to, to, uh, what was the thing? Not the cure, but the, uh, you said it earlier, Jimmy, the uh, elixir of... Oh, the, the universal elixir? Yes. Maybe they discovered the universal elixir, and it's it's hidden in these, it's the secret that these companies are, are holding these, uh, they, it's basically the drug companies... Oh, because they use like they just use leaves and herbs and things for their the cures and different, uh, you know, whatever Chinese medicine. I mean, we all have a, a preconceived notion about it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they're just kind of like, well, what if they figured it out? What if Chinese medicine is that? You know, the Western Western pharmaceuticals are starting to buy up Chinese uh, medicine makers, traditional Chinese medicines. And they're looking into it. Uh, maybe there's, maybe they found something. Maybe they know something we don't know. And then it mm-hmm. ends, and that's over. <laughs> so they just kind of stir the pot and then leave. The <laughs> leave <worst. you> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the guys they probably great, know something more than we know because, like, half of my ailments that I when I was living in China, half of the things that I was dealing with, every every local there told me to start drinking hot water. I was like, that's stupid. And probably instantaneously after I started drinking hot water, all my all my nasal issues and all my respiratory issues that I was having went away, like almost overnight. So maybe do they you still do something. Mm-hmm. You still drink? Yeah. You still drink all your water hot? Yeah, it's a it's a habit that I've I've kept since coming back is uh, drinking hot water. I don't do it as much because I don't have a I don't have a good like travel mug anymore. But like I do drink a lot of my water hot, and it does help quite a bit. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, if you have any problems with like sleeping or anything, which sounds like it shouldn't do anything, drink hot water. Like hmm. pretty much anything. Like if you have a paper cut, drink hot water. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Windex for the paper cut. Thank you. I was about to say that. <laughs> or lemon juice. Oh god, that that's like, just cruel. My grandma was lemon juice. That's what she used to always say for everything. Oh, lemon dear. juice. I think she just was mean. That is mean. There's so much sugar in that. It can <laughs> grow you some bacteria oh. in your cut. Oh, so gross. Yeah, I like that. I can taste the tanginess in my mouth just from this discussion, and I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it, Sam. I am. I forget how much you hate tangy. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let let let's wrap up this like let's let's transmutate this topic into the end. Yeah, we kind of have gone a, a lot of nowhere. 
But we, we have, have gone a lot of nowhere, but like so is alchemy for that matter. Alchemy has gone a lot of nowhere since the 1200 BC. So Jesse, so what about do you? What about what about this chemistry thing? You mentioned it earlier. Do you think that alchemy actually is the precursor of modern chemistry? I think mm, I can't say I can't say it's the precursor to modern chemistry because I think that chemistry was birthed out of our natural curiosity curiosity to know more about the world around us. But I think that I think that in some aspects of it must have been though because like we we do use chemistry to like create things like plastic and like to recycle plastic for that matter like to just do things with chemicals, natural chemicals. We like we're constantly turning something into something else. Right. I, obviously, I that that's kind of why I like the I feel like it sounds less crackpot to say that alchemy is taking a bunch of things that are not worth so much and making them worth something um, as opposed to like it just being turned into gold. Cause like, if you think about it, there's chemists that have taken like oil from the ground or rocks and oil from the ground and made diamonds in a lab. Like, mm-hmm. how is that not the same thing? It's the same thing, but we're not turning it into gold. We're turning them into diamonds, which is a perceivable, uh, valuable object. Right. That, I don't know if that's necessarily the same thing, though. That's why I disagree with your definition because it's not. It's it, not alchemy, yeah. Right. right. I believe it's. I, I don't think it's taking something and turning it into more valuable. I think it's taking gonna break something this and here. breaking it into its smallest pieces and turning it into something else. And and, and I agree with what Jesse's saying too. I think to make this particular topic easier, we just need to keep it like. Let's talk about turning lead into something or let's just say let's just say turning lead into gold like let's just make that the the definition of alchemy because you're right because there's a bunch of different definitions there's spiritual alchemy there's medicinal alchemy there's well that's really the three major ones but (laughs) no okay hang on i okay word origin i'm throwing down the word origin right here which distinctly mentions nothing about gold okay word origin Late Middle English, via Old French and Medieval Latin and from Arabic. Alchemia from Al, the, Chemia from the Greek Chemia, art of transmuting metals. No mention of gold at all in this definition. Okay, great. So, just, turning, metals, so turning metals into other metals. We can do that. That's fine. It doesn't say metals into other metals. It just says transmuting metals. It doesn't say what they're m- making them. Okay. That's, that's great. So, so what turning, does transmuting mean? I don't know. Let me look that if up. You're going to go with the word origins. Go with the word <laughs> Jesse, origins. Jesse, this is why I like millennials. They're so gullible. They just cave so easily. Oh, no. I'm not about to cave. Come here. <laughs> what is it? Okay. Well, about Trans- to- transmute. Change in form, nature, or substance. Okay. Again, no, changing no mention changing, whatsoever. Changing and forming are two different things, so I don't like that definition. Because change can- in... No, hang on. Change in... Form, comma, nature, comma, or oh, substance. Oh, I see. Okay, got it. I thought you said change. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I got too excited. I got v- way too excited. Now, granted, the, granted, this definition says subject, in parentheses, base metals to alchemical transmutation. Mm-hmm. The quest to transmute lead into gold. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. This is the wor- Jesse, you're the worst, man. You ruined all my fun. <laughs> uh I would say sorry, but you know I'm not. <laughs> I know you're not. So the interesting thing that I saw was someone like kind of 
really right away like hearing the story about like turning lead into gold and someone immediately bringing up like well back when they were talking about that they had no idea that the elements existed so they didn't know that lead is an element and gold is an element so you kind of can't really turn an element into another element that's the thing the the atomic structures they didn't have any right but it didn't stop them from trying yeah but I mean doesn't mean it was going to work. <laughs> well, no, it didn't mean it was going to work, but that, 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 that's how you, but like, how many de- scientific discoveries have been made on accident from trying to achieve something that's impossible? Oh, like almost all of them. I mean, like, right. I, agree with, so I like, agree with you that alchemy is probably led to some form of chemistry. Like, I, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's, it's led to a bunch of metal, like, I can't say that word, metal, metal, <laughs> metal, metal, Metallurgy, metallurgy, metallurgy. No, 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 no. Let him keep going. This is the greatest <laughs> thing I've heard all day. Met, metal, metal, metallurgy. This is almost as good as when I when I tried to redefine uh, alchemy. So, <laughs> man, just let him keep talking. Um, so, I think it's like I, I bet you trying to find trying to turn lead into gold probably a made a ton of people really sick because lead is super poisonous but and then mm-hmm. uh, and then also i'm sure it I'm, I'm sure they figured out how to make all kinds of really great stuff after that i mean yeah, i'm i'm sure the discovery of making stronger stronger irons and then eventually finding their way into steel probably came from i mean if if chinese culture and probably more on that side of asian culture probably is looking more into alchemy then that makes sense to me because the ja- maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure the Japanese culture is the one that found steel first, right? Or they had a better steel. Didn't didn't steel come from? I I'm pulling this out of my butt. I have no idea if this is true or not. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure steel came from that side of the planet. I think. Okay, so hang on. If we're talking about trans, what, while you're looking that up, if, sure. if, if we're talking about transmuting metals here, what is a blacksmith? That's different. <laughs> How? Because you're, that's why that's why I made the point of saying change in form are different things. They're saying change in form. That's you're taking a base metal of brass and turning it into something else, right? All you're doing as a blacksmith is you're taking a brass and you're molding that brass into a brass thing. Well, bro, necess- don't down, don't downplay the blacksmith, man. Trying yeah. to keep a blacksmith down. This is horrible. <laughs> don't you turn this around on me? I'm just breaking up not. your definition. <laughs> I did not get this. Get this. One of Jesse's articles actually mentioned such a thing. Oh, that I didn't know this. I believe it's your article. I believe it's your article that says it's your article that says the history of alchemy. I like just did a quick like word search for blacksmith, and it said uh, John Frederick Helvetius. Helvetius. This is almost as good as Jimmy's pronunciation. In uh, the sixteen (laughs) hundreds. In the sixteen hundreds, blah blah blah. Grave oh, there is some. There, this is a great article. There's some really awesome stuff in here. Yeah. Yes. It's, one of these articles we're going to post is literally the entire history of alchemy. It is is great. It, it is a bre- the wealth of knowledge. So apparently, this guy was like a, he was an alchemist, but he was like moonlighting as a as a blacksmith to like keep people from asking too many questions. What what say you now, Jimmy? What say you now? That, that blacksmith has nothing to do with alchemy. 
and he oh may have been God. doing it in his spare time, but it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. That's what I have to say. <laughs> so take that. Here's here, this. Do you remember when we were talking about artificial intelligence a, way, a ways back, and I was saying it's going to be the first time that humankind has ever created something because humans can't do that. We're just breaking things apart and turning them into something else. Okay. That's that's what I I feel like alchemy is taking a base thing. What now that we've been talking, I think it's easier to define alchemy as taking the atomic element of something and changing that atomic element into something else. Like even like what? So you're taking something that is something and you're turning yes. it into something that may or may not be more valuable than something else. No, How is that some, different than the definition I gave? Because it's, it is. <laughs> Typical millennial answer. My goodness. jeez. Oh, All right. <laughs> so horrible. This is horrible. Jesse's just laughing because he knows we're both idiots. And he's got, like, really he's got a good nice. response. He's got a good response somewhere in there. He's just not going to share with us. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> he's about to tell us we're both wrong. So get ready for it. Uh, I know how this story goes. I know we've been we've been down this road before, Jimmy. Just let him just let him let him tell us. Hello. <laughs> I'm waiting. What? Well, right, oh, you're waiting. You're waiting for me to, to tell you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> All I know okay. is that if if you didn't know about the atoms and the atomic structure of, of things of the universe, you might think you could transform elements into other elements. Right. Because all you see, when you look at a lump of, of lead, all you see is the lead. Right. You don't see, you know, the, the atomic makeup of it. And that, that these, the lead atoms are not going to become gold atoms. You know whatever whatever it is that makes up a a lead molecule, mm-hmm. but all you see is you know all you see is the surface and the 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 shape of what it is, so I can you know yeah, but if we take hydrogen atoms and we take oxygen atoms, we can create water, yeah, yeah, but that's not. That's not changing the hydrogen into something. That's not changing the base of it, though. You're you're adding two things together. That's like me saying, like, well, you can take, you know, like, flour and take yeast and make bread. That's not alchemy, though. That's just baking. It's a different thing. Oh, my God. The poll quote for this will be, that's not alchemy, it's just baking. (laughs) That's, that's That's what... We have transmuted this conversation back into a base conversation, and we should stop while we're ahead. Right. Oh, that's that's it. I mean, gold and and lead—they're not made up of anything. They are. They just are. They are. The, they are the bases of themselves. You can, well, that's just that's just horrible. Don't use science but, on me. But here's a here's a here's a thing. If I can find it. Yeah. This is the article. The, uh, the what is alchemy? Life science article. Yeah, Benjamin Radford. Uh, the second to last paragraph, he says, and I quote: "Though the philosopher's stone was a myth and alchemy failed, the alchemists weren't completely wrong. With modern physics equipment such as particle accelerators, 
it is indeed possible to create gold from other elements, though the amounts are submicroscopic and the process costs far more to create than the resulting gold is worth. So, there it is. Sigh. All right. Well, science wins this time. <laughs> you win this time, science. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was a good conversation, though. This was a lot of Jimmy versus Kyle. This was great. Yeah, that's that's good radio Seriously. right there. Seriously. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Like, no, hey, listen here, millennial. You pipe down. Let's wrap this thing up. Millennial. <laughs> we will wrap this let's up. Wrap, let's wrap sure. this thing up. Jesse, Jesse's alchemy possible. No. Okay, I Jimmy's mean, alchemy yeah, possible. But... What? Wait, yeah, what? We, we just read. We just read. You can make gold out of other elements with a particle oh, accelerator. But, Let's accelerate not, the particles of this conversation. I don't. I don't think it's possible based off the definitions that we've made. I think Jesse's I think right. If you go, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Jimmy. Here, but here. If you look at the science of like, yeah. If you look at the science of taking lead and, and technically, not technically, but like. On a like a sub, would you say it's sub molecular structure? They've turned something a bunch of lead into gold. I would like to look more into like what that process is, but it's not it's not the definition that we are looking for. You can't take a brick of lead and turn it into a brick of gold. You can't you can't take something and change it on its base. Like it will always be what it is. It it it's like wood when wood burns it's always been carbon it's just now it's just a different type of carbon because of the elements around it like it will just keep breaking down until it's base and you can't change that so you can't change the lead into something else so all of that's wrong you're wrong Kyle <sighs> what do you think Kyle is it possible of course it's not possible this is an insane conversation that we've just had <laughs> Any more possible than uh, for Frankenstein's monster to rise up and grunt and groan and have a horrendous backstory that's tragic? Ugh. Hmm. You guys should all go read uh, Frankenstein. It's the greatest. Yeah, I've, I've started it. I have not finished it. Oh, man. I've read it's, it. It's, it's brilliant literature. It's amazing. To, I be, love it. to be fair, I we'll started it a, back in high school. We'll do well, a literature probably. series sometime. That, that should be our, like... Our fourth episode a month should be about such things. Literature <laughs> that drives our podcast topics. Anyway, speaking of driving our po- podcast topics, Jesse, take us home. What is next week's topic? It is... Uh, let's see. I was, I've was i been saying this wrong the whole time. I've been saying oh, phrenetics. No. It's not phrenetics. It's phrenology. So phrenology. Phren- phrenology is next. That is the, the ancient... Oh, so we didn't explain. This January is all about things that people used to think were possible back in the day, but now we kind of know they're, they're not. Okay. They're bogus. So alchemy falls into that, I guess, maybe less than the other two topics we're going to do. Alchemy yes. could have been a topic on its own under the old definition, under our typical definition. But it also falls under this umbrella too of people of old timey like things that people used to think were possible. So this, this phrenology is uh, is something really crazy that people used to think, which is uh, the shape of your head can determine can can tell other people how smart you are. 
ah. or your personality traits. Because huh. the idea is that, well, we'll get into it more, but the idea is that the brain would, you know, different different parts of the brain, they were kind of catching on different parts of the brain to different things, so they were thinking, well, if you're, if the part of the brain that controls vision is more developed, it'll be larger, therefore that part of the skull will be larger. But, you know, obviously they're not correct about that. Well, but we'll get, why, a lot of fun. we'll get into why why they thought that and why it's wrong and stuff. Great. So, I love it. Yeah. Hmm. Next time. I can't wait. That'll be good. And then wait, do you want to, do you want to, do we want to lift the curtain back and say what the third one is? Did you say the third one and I just missed it? No, I'm, I'm down with that. I don't know if we said or not, but let's do it. It's, uh, the world is flat and, uh, and also, no, it's not. How dare you say such a thing? We're going to lump in, uh, heliocentrism, geocentrism mm. with that. Here's that the, the idea that the earth is the center of the universe. Yeah. It's I, not? I found something interesting while researching alchemy. What a that. millennial. I will Thank share in the center. And the time is right. Okay. Don't don't give it away too much. <laughs> okay. I won't. Okay. We've gone so too long it. already. We have. We're done. We, we, we will dispense with this insanity and pick another one next week. Excellent idea. Okay. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. Impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.